1: And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg.
0: And good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Friday to you. It's good Friday for a lot of you, but it's going to be a great Friday for all of us. And uh, we have a lot to talk with you at 508-996-0500. And, of course, later on in the next hour, we're going to be joined by New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad, this time on the phone, and she'll have with her uh, the ward counselor Ryan Pereira, ward 6 counselor Ryan Pereira will be here with her. And then we're going to talk about a number of issues that um, the council is working on and some initiatives that Councilor Pereira is working on, and we'll share all of that with you. And also, of course, you can reach out at any time during the program by using app chat on the WBSM app, By using the open line feature, if you want to, so app chat, if you're unfamiliar, will send us a text into the studio that we can read on the air or reply back. And then the open line feature is your chance to leave us a voicemail. You can talk about whatever is on your mind, but just keep it clean and keep it uh, something that we can actually put on the air. And some of the things that I want to talk about with you today include, there's an article from South Coast Today, a report that came out last night, that yesterday, there was an incident in which a New Bedford High School administrator is accused of choking a freshman student. So, we can talk more about that. Uh, the story, I mean, there's there's not a lot of information, of course, that the school department gave. Uh, and Matt Ferreira is doing a great job over there at the, at the Standard Times. So I know it's not easy having to cover all the things that they have to cover with people that don't necessarily understand the local news, but Matt Ferrer is a local guy. He worked there when I was over there, and uh, and he's been doing some great reporting on some important local issues lately. I feel like I should point that out because I always kind of bash the Standard Times now. Uh, but he has the the article up at com, in which this the, the staff member was named publicly on social media. Uh, the... School department just put out a, a statement that neither confirmed confirmed nor denied the incident. Uh, it just said that they care about the safety of all their students, the the physical and physical safety and mental mental well being of all their students. And um, Scott Corolla, the uh, Lieutenant Scott Carolla of the New Bedford Police Department, uh, said that they were, they were unaware of any incident with a staff member. But this was an assistant principal for the class of twenty twenty six, and. Again, there's this was coming from social media reports, but they couldn't get any confirmation. So, uh, it's it's something that I think will become uh, more of a talking point because there's going to be a transition period going on with the search for a new superintendent, since Superintendent Thomas Anderson is leaving to take the job in East Hartford, his hometown, and so you're going to see you know whatever warts there may be in the school you're going to see people amplifying that um as they're looking for a new superintendent but if these allegations are true um it's 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 an unfortunate incident but i'm, I'm not going to believe it until there's more information out there uh, but again matt does great reporting so i don't want to i don't want to call into question what he what he is reporting but it's just something out there for you to be aware of of course there was that tragic death at umass dartmouth we're still pulling together details on that. Kate was up late working on that story thanks to a tip that we received and she's trying to find out even more and uh it's just once we get all the details I'm sure it will just confirm the fact that there there it it can be dangerous over there. That big ring road with people crossing And hopefully crossing in the crosswalks with the lights where they've tried to make it as safe as possible. But people start driving around that road and they're looking at their phone. They're not paying attention. And there's a lot of students crossing that road at any given time. So, again, I'm not trying to speculate as to what happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if that turns out to be the case. As somebody who went there for four years and as somebody who took my son there for a number of years for swim lessons, it was always like okay once you get into ring road all right i gotta pay attention no sit down adam calm down i gotta i gotta focus on the road because it's you never know when somebody's walking out they they don't always use the crosswalk especially on the i guess what would be the western side because there aren't as many crossing points there like it well there's more points of where somebody would be that has to cross as opposed to on the other side where the residence halls were kind of in one area, and so they could all use one general crosswalk. Uh, But something else that I want to discuss and and I don't know if anybody else caught on to this, but I certainly did. Uh, I heard Phil discussing some of the Easter celebrations that are happening, which are all wonderful. I'm glad that they're, they're happening, and I hope that if you are a believer that you go out and take part in these wonderful traditions. But he was mentioning that they were they were going to be reenacting the way of the cross at Brooklawn Park and that they're going to be holding the sunrise Easter service as they always do at Fort Phoenix. And normally most years, I wouldn't even think twice about that because those are great events for people to get together and, and show their faith. But it popped into my mind this year and this time around because if you remember back in December, we had this story that at the Klasky Common holiday display, someone had taken a, a wooden uh, depiction that they had made of Baphomet, who is, you know, the, the, the figure that is outside the satanic temple. But it's not necessarily a satanic figure. And it doesn't represent Satan. But someone had made a likeness of Baphomet and placed it in the holiday display, and that, ho- that Baphomet depiction was removed. Now, it was removed because those displays that are there are managed by the city. And most of them, if they're not, you know, Edaville ones, which some of them are, old Edaville ones – then they're created by the students at Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. So the the city has an accounting and an inventory of what it is. They know what to put out. They know where to put it. They handle that. Obviously, you don't want a situation where the public is just coming and taking their own decorations and adding it to the city's holiday display. That would just create chaos and, and litter and a mess and then it comes time to all right well we're going to take down the ones we're responsible for but who's going to come and get these ones it that's why it needs to be managed and i'm sure i'm sure if you had something that you thought should be in addition to that display you could petition the city and the dpi and anybody else that would be in, you know involved in the process of the decision making and say i've made this and i would like to have it added into your holiday display and i'm sure that that could be a conversation that could happen then it becomes part of their collection, and then they know that they're responsible for putting it out and taking it back in. But somebody had just kind of climbed the fence, which was really just like a squirrel fence, but somebody had climbed the fence and uh, had placed this Baphomet in the, in the display. And I went down, and I took some photos, and we put out a story, and I think by the time the story was published, it had already been removed because... It was a Sunday. The story started circulating that it was there. We put out our story. And like I, I do think by the time the story was published, like a, an hour after I'd been there taking photos, it was removed. And if you remember, there was the artist didn't want to come forward. And then they did. They, they wouldn't talk to me the day that I was writing the story. But I guess they talked to another outlet later on. And so... The idea was just that there should be inclusion. If you're going to have a holiday display, you should represent more than one faith. Now, my argument at that time was, well, if you walk around and you look at the Klasky Common display, there's not a lot of overtly religious items in there. You, You have... A lot of Santa Claus, ice skaters, snowmen, Happy New Year, things along those lines. But I didn't see a lot of overtly religious iconography. I think there was one thing that said peace on earth, but that's not religious. I mean, I think everybody wants peace on earth, every, every, every person. So I kind of understood the mindset of, well, you don't need to have it there because there isn't anything else there that's religious. But using public parks for religious observances makes me rethink that now. The, the whole thing was, and if you remember, I got into an argument about it in the hallway with Jessica Machado over it. The whole thing was people saying that, you know, you shouldn't be using public parks for your religious practices. If you want want to hold a – if you want a public display of your religion, it should be happening somewhere else. My tax dollars don't pay for those parks for you to use them as your place of worship. If you want to have a – if you want to openly worship your preferred deities, build yourself a church to do it. That was the exact conversation. But now we're going to be using public parks, or and should say have been because it's been ongoing for a long time. But now we're using public parks for Easter. So for everybody who calls in at Christmas time and talks about the war on Christmas, and for everybody who talks about how Christians are are, are uh, they've become a new. Uh, Minority group, that there are people who are actively working to keep Christians from being able to have their faith. All of these mistaken beliefs, because nobody's trying to limit your ability to believe what you want to believe. But for all the people who feel like that's the case, let me just point out to you the fact that you get to openly worship your Easter holiday in public parks. While followers of Baphomet can't even have a display in a Christmas, can't even have a, an item in a Christmas display. So I don't, I don't think that you're being as persecuted as you'd like to think that you are. And nor should you be. You shouldn't be persecuted in any way. But I, I don't think that there is a war on Christianity I don't think there's a war on you being able to believe the things that you want to believe. It's just you have to acknowledge the fact that there are people who don't believe what it is that you believe and that that's okay too. The woman who decided to wear the colander on her head in her license photo because she is part of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. That's a real thing, by the way. Her beliefs are just as valid as yours. If she really believes, you know, if she's making a mockery, and, and, and she said that it was an alternate religion, that it was, it, was, it was made to be almost anti-religion. I know because I interviewed her when that, all that happened. But the beliefs of everybody are to be equally accepted. And the beliefs of any one group should not be what sets public policy. So I hope that since... I know Fort Phoenix is in Fairhaven and it's a different municipality. But since city parks are being used for religious observances for Easter... I hope that if these folks want to have their Baphomet display this year... And there was talk of having some sort of display this Christmas folks getting together and putting together a display at that time of year that's not about the Christian holiday of Christmas well then I I hope that they will get the same support and acceptance that a sunrise service at Fort Phoenix or a reenactment of the Way of the Cross at Brooklawn Park will, will get and again I'm not saying these things shouldn't happen I think it's wonderful and I'm glad that they I'm glad that they are But you just can't say when you don't like the figure that's being used, oh, that doesn't belong in a public park. And then turn around a few months later and say, let's all go, you know, worship the resurrection of Jesus in the public park. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on the air. Good
1: morning, Mr. Weisberg. How are you? I'm good. How
0: are you? Doing all right. What's on your mind?
1: Well, I wanna make sure I understand this before I say anything. Sure. Are you I are you one of those people that do not want the park used for these religious things? Nope.
0: I, we, I, I I I think that it's okay to use it if there's see the way that I see it is a public park as long as it's not gonna be something that is going to be um upsetting to somebody like i wouldn't want to see the kkk come and have a park permit to put on a display out there or or nazis that's something that is going to cause a public disruption but if you're going to have something that is going to be a an observation and you pull the permit to use the park that's what it's for it's for people to be able to utilize for things like that i'm just saying you can't say one doesn't belong and the other one does
1: oh so i want i i I must have misunderstood something you you had a, a disagreement with jessica what was that about
0: she felt that they shouldn't be using public parks for their religious oh, displays.
1: Oh, she did? I'm I'm really surprised uh, uh, about her.
0: Well, uh, she didn't say that people shouldn't have the right to put Christian public displays on there. She was arguing me that people who worship Baphomet and believe in Baphomet shouldn't be allowed to use the public
1: parks. Well, I don't understand why she would think that, really. Uh, really. I misunderstood. I'm still half asleep. I thought you didn't like the idea, so I was calling to let you have it.
0: No, I think, again, as long, so, I mean, I think anything that happens in a public park outside of, you know, an informal gathering, but anything that's going to be, um, you know, something that the public is invited to and has to have the permitting process, you know, that's up to the people who put the permits out. But I would like to think, I'd like to think they'd be fair about it.
1: I also recall something uh, way back. I don't remember what come of it. But didn't didn't the LGBTQ stuff want to go and paint the downtown crosswalks pink or something like that?
0: Yeah, I think I remember that. Did did they end up doing it?
1: I haven't been downtown to look because I'm getting tired of being asked for money and cigarettes and all, so I don't go down there. So I was going to ask you, did they do it?
0: Uh, I don't recall, but but maybe yeah. some folks out there know. I mean, I know I know that the Zyterian just painted out front for the Wiz because it looks beautiful.
1: Well, I haven't seen that too.
0: Oh yeah, that's worth. Thinking I'm, to look I'm just at.
1: against that. Nobody is fighting for that that. Uh, Overpass that they took out over at the Octopus, where people that live at Noble Towers were able to walk over that without getting killed to get downtown. And now it's hit or miss on that corner. So if the mayor's got any money lying around, we'd like to see one of those overpasses. Well, there,
0: over there there is a new one coming. How far will that be from where you are in terms of you know walking distance?
1: Well, it's just downtown. It's just one cross, one street. It's at the Octopus. Because that, 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 that overpass was a blessing for everybody that lives here.
0: They're building a new one.
1: In the same place?
0: I don't, I, I don't know the geography enough to know if it's in exactly the same place. I'll have to look but it if up they, and see. If they're
1: not going to have it manufactured in a way that people that live in the building can get over safely then waste money.
0: Oh, it's, it, whole, it, it looks like... The
1: whole like complaint is that we can't get downtown without dodging cars and buses and motorcycles.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I, I think I think part of the issue is, and the, the traffic pattern downtown, I think, is is pretty well handled in like the way that they have the one way set up, so that you don't get a, too much backup down there. But it is it is kind of a, it's an area that well, people, if you don't know it, you're you're going to have trouble driving it, and then you're going to be risking other people.
1: Well, sometimes those lights are not working correctly either. Because I've driven, stopped at the light to take a left to go over the bridge to the haven Mm -hmm. and that light that gives me the permission to go left it doesn't turn green for my turn when it should all the other lanes have already been gone around and then it goes around again while we're still sitting there in the other line so they need to fix that light and it happens early in the morning
0: why would i would recommend calling the mayor's office letting them know
1: a couple of times Okay. They said they they said they haven't heard of it, that I was the only one that called about it.
0: Well, I mean, I and guess I'm you... Still, have...
1: I'm not the only one that sees it. If you leave the building here at 6 a.m. and you're getting in that line to go over the bridge, that light takes its sweet time while all the other lanes are going around and around having their turn. And then finally it turns green. So I'm going to confess being guilty to taking my turn on a red light there when there's nothing coming. I go. I shouldn't have to sit there fifteen minutes while everybody's going around and around. It makes no sense. So I risked my life too with the red light. But I admit that I did it. Well, um, thank you for taking my call. Sure,
0: I'll uh, I'll mention that to the mayor when he's in on Wednesday and just see if uh, if there's any follow up on that.
1: Thank you. I I hope you remember to do that.
0: Thank All you. Right. If I don't
1: call in and remind me, I will. All
0: right. Sounds good. Have thank a good weekend. You, you too at 508-996-0500. I do have to take a break. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. 508-996-0500. App chat on the WBSM app. Open line on the WBSM app. All the ways to connect with us. Up. back in, 508-996-0500, or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app, and uh, ca- oh, I might sneeze, hold on, thank you for that, um, and all of you who said bless you, I appreciate that, and speaking of bless you, I, uh, I opened up the show talking about the fact that you know people were so upset about this Baphomet depiction being in the Klasky Common Holiday display back in December, but we're promoting all of these religious observances that are happening in the park for Easter and the argument made back in December was I don't want religious iconography in my public park that I pay my tax dollars for but the same people who worship Baphomet pay tax dollars and they are seeing Easter happen in their parks so again not that there's anything wrong with that I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen but what I'm saying is you have to be fair about it you have to be willing to accept one if you're going to accept the other. Carol Ann the Asonan said, preached him, pun intended, from the unrepresented Buddhist. <laughs> well, hey, if there's some sort of observance you could have in the park, you should be able to have it as well. I don't know enough about it to uh, to know the difference of, of what you might do. Uh, this comes in from H T in New Bedford. It's a little lengthy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. Hi, Tim. Easter is a Christian holiday based on religious events that reportedly took place during this part of the month. It's specific. What does Baphomet have to do with Easter? To me, adding a satanic goat with breasts to an Easter display is just an attempt to stir up unnecessary conflict. I think you're you're missing... Missing the point here of what I'm saying, but I'll I'll get to that in a moment. People are able to worship whatever they want, but I think they should make their own display on a day specific to beliefs. Not sure if that belief system has holidays or not, but to insert just a decorate to just insert a decoration that has nothing to do with a historical holiday that is being celebrated seems nothing more than a troll move. Bathmed followers can put up their decorations on another day that's significant to that belief system. Don't hijack another religious holiday. Well, let me go back to that point of. Um, of saying, what does that have to do with Easter? So that's that's not my point. I'm not saying that they should put it up now or that anybody's looking to put it up now. Um, nobody's trying to to, to hijack Easter. Uh, the the question here was, that, well, the, the point here that I was making was that when it happened during the Christmas season, the argument that people were making is that it doesn't belong in a public park. So the argument was was devoid of whatever day it was. And I would also argue that if it doesn't have a specific day to observe, which it doesn't, then it doesn't matter what day you put it in there. And the point of putting it there, and if you read, I don't know if you got to read the interview with the creator uh, that was published. I want to say it was, it might have been the Standard Times. I was going to say, I want to say it was New Bedford Light, but it might have been the Standard Times. I'm not sure which one. But whichever one had the report, the person specifically pointed out, and it was pointed out to me, off the record because um, I was told information from the creator that at the time I wrote the article, the creator didn't want to be identified or, or be on the record. But I was told, and you know, I can say this now because they said it in the interview, that it wasn't, it was not a troll move. It was not meant to anger people who are believers in Christmas. It was meant to just remind people that there are other belief systems and to let the other people who have those belief systems know that they can be represented too, So it's, you could argue too that it's a troll move to have a public park where people of all different belief systems will have access to and will walk through and, and, and boom, here's a big Christmas display. How do you think Jewish folks feel about that? I mean, I think that they probably don't care because, as, as my grandfather told me a long time ago, if Jewish people were that worried about whether or not there's Christmas decorations during during Hanukkah, they wouldn't have they would have just moved moved their own calendar, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny but that's that's not the point. It's not that they're trying to put it out there just because it's Easter. Nobody's trying to put it out now. I'm trying to bring up the idea that people were saying at the time that it doesn't belong in a public park um and uh a satanic goat with breasts is not an accurate definition of what Baphomet is. Uh, it is not satanic. But the idea of having public space used for one religious display and not another is a different thing. It sounds like HD, like you would you would have no problem if, you know, they had a specific day that they picked. Let's just say they picked, uh, I don't know, April 28th just picking a date and that was the day that they wanted to put that display out there it seems like you would you would have no problem with it and that's that's kind of the point is that if you are okay with one you should be okay with the other 508-996-0500 so we can talk about that we can also talk about i want to point your attention to an article i have at wbsm.com and on the app something that i realized last week And I talked with some folks in the office and I said, hey, I want to write this up because I think this is a thing. It sounds like a thing to me. And everybody that I talked to said, yeah, no, that is a thing. If you remember a while back, just about a year ago, I think it was, we put out an article where I had come to this show thinking that I had kind of known all the different weird pronunciations and weird ways people would say things, and we were talking about that one day, and someone called in and said, well, what about the people who pronounce Dartmouth as Darkmouth with a K instead of a T? And I said, that doesn't, there's no, nobody says Darkmouth. That's not a thing. And the phone lines lit up with people telling me it absolutely is a thing. And then we put it out on the internet, Uh, on social media and people were like oh yeah absolutely that's a thing and then I started listening for it when I heard about it you know once I had kind of accepted okay let me see if I can because at first I thought I was being pranked Darkmouth nobody says Darkmouth and then the more I listened to callers and the more I listened to people out on the street saying it like yes that is a thing people say Darkmouth and we wrote an article about it and people were you know tagging folks in it and they're like this is how you say it so recently I heard somebody say Fairhaven in a way that I've probably heard a million times but never thought about it before. So if you look at the word, the name of the town, Fairhaven, on a piece of paper, you look at it and you say, there's, there's two ways that I could say this. I could either say it Fairhaven with the emphasis on the first syllable or I could say Fairhaven with the emphasis on the second syllable. But there is a third way that people pronounce it, that I, I don't know where it comes from or why, but there are people who say, for Haven. Almost like the F-A-I-R could just be uh, an F apostrophe, or I, I wrote it out kind of phonetically in the article, so I put it as F-U-H, then capital H-A-Y, then small V-I-N, for Haven. And someone else, Put it up as F-A-Dash, capital H-A-V-I-N. But no matter how you want to write it out phonetically, that's the way that people say it. They say, Fahaven. And I've noticed that the people who say it seem to be residents or, or former residents, people who grew up here. And I just, I asked a few people to, to say it. And I got a few people that actually did say it. Fa Fahaven. And now I can't unhear it. So you can read the story. What I would recommend is not just read the story at WBSM.com and on the app. Please do that, of course. But go onto the Facebook page. And in the comments under it, tag somebody who you know says it that way. And call them out for it and see what happens. It's, it's, it was very funny when people did it with the Dartmouth thing. Uh, I was looking at the comments on the Fairhaven story the Haven story on fun107's facebook page and uh, and people were already calling each other out this is you this is you say it like this and so it's 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 pretty fun and it's you know innocuous it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings but i we we tried to figure out a why we tried to figure out with Dartmouth, where it might come from. And, and a lot of the callers were speculating that it has to do with the Portuguese accent of some of the immigrants that came in and that they, you know, just like they have issues pronouncing a few things um, because of the native, the, the way that they speak natively, that they have a few issues and that maybe that, that's where the K came in instead of a T for Dartmouth. But I don't know, I, I can't think of a linguistic reason why Fairhaven would become Haven, But that stuff fascinates me. Linguist, linguistics fascinate me. I'm not going to say it. I know what you're all thinking I'm going to say. I'm not going to say it. That I'm a a linguist of a very certain nature. I'm not going to say it. But the, um, the idea that there is these twists and turns of language has always been something that fascinates me. And Sometimes it aggravates me. Like people, people who say nuclear instead of nuclear. Like, I don't know where that comes from. But this Fahaven thing, I, I don't know. You would think that if you're from the town, wouldn't you want to say it as accurately as possible? Says the guy who refers to wear him as the ham. Not, not often. And not seriously. But still, you would think you would be proud to say the name of your town correctly. If you tell somebody, "Oh, where are you from?" I'm from Fehaven. People would say, "What? How do you how do you spell that?" Fehaven. So I I don't know. I don't think it's just me. Other people have said that they that it's a real thing. I talked to Michael Rock about it, who has worked in Fehaven for a long time, <laughs> and he said it's definitely a thing. He takes a lot of calls from people and you know, prize winners and callers into Fun 107, a lot, lot of calls he's taken over the years here. And I'm sure he's asked many people, and where are you from? What, what, What's your address for winning a prize? Oh, and, and what town is that? Fahaven? Okay. So again, I'm not mocking anybody. I'm just trying to figure out how it came to be that, how it became to be Fahaven. So if you have any ideas on that, or any other weird pronunciations. I love hearing them. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. (laughs) In five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred, you know, I don't understand people. Uh, maybe, maybe they had another call come in and they had to go. All right, well, I am going to jump right into this phone call, but very quickly. Uh, Cape John in the Haven sent in an app chat message. The irony of Christians complaining about hijacking Easter is blaring. Easter is the celebration of the arrival of spring. It's a celebration of new, the lily, and abundant rabbit life. It's always the first Sunday following the first full moon after the spring equinox, and that's true. And I know people don't like to hear this and they get mad when I bring it up, but a lot of the Christian holidays, the dates around them have been purposely put around pagan holidays. And that's just what happened. But um yeah, I'm gonna I'll get all kinds of Hate calls about that now, but let's go to the phones. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hello. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. So um, you were talking about pronunciations of towns. Yes. Worcester. Oh yeah, that's one everybody. So I went to see uh, Iron Maiden in Worcester, and the opening act, who was from another country over in Europe, they're like, you know, get up off your seats, Worcester. And yeah, like thing. everybody, kind of was groaned. And then when uh, when Bruce Dickinson came out with Iron Maiden, he said, "Good evening, Worcester." And, like he said it on purpose, the right way, and everybody just cheered huge. So, no, uh, yeah, that's one that always gets me because it sounds like W S T A H. Yeah, most people say it Worcester. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's probably you know our own fault for saying it wrong in the first place, but uh, it's still. It's still one of those ones that, you know, when you see, like, all the athletes that come in, like, whether it be the Cape League players or a new player comes to town for the Red Sox or something, they always make that video, like, say these Massachusetts team uh, Massachusetts town names, and then they watch them all kind of, like, flub their way through it. <laughs> There's a great one with the uh, Golden State Warriors doing it last year from the NBA Finals. Uh, all yeah. right, well, I got to get to work, but you have a good day, man. You as well. Take care. Thank yeah. you. 508-996-0500. I do have one more break i got to take in this hour, but before I do, listen, look at it outside, right? It's a nice-looking day out there. It's a little bit on the chilly side, but maybe you want to open up those windows and let some of that fresh air in. Uh, also, too, by the way, be careful if you're burning today because uh it is going to be low humidity and very dry and windy, so that could uh, cause some fire damage. But the... um the, the nice spring air is a good thing to get into the house. I've had my windows open to kind of get some of the stuffiness out. And, of course, one of my windows is ripped. One of my screens is ripped. Maybe that happened to you over the course of the winter as well. Reach out to Precision Window and Kitchen because they'll come to your house. They'll take the screens out. They'll bring them to the shop. They'll repair them. They'll come back. They'll install them correctly so you don't have to worry about doing any further damage yourself. Don't go get the roll and try to do it on your own. That stuff never works. And every time you try to do it, you just make it worse. So you can have them do it for you. They can also replace a window, whether it be a single window, whether it be a single pane of glass in a window. Maybe you have one of those divided windows and you want to have just one piece of one pane of glass replaced. They can do that or they can put all new windows in your house. All new entry doors, new weatherproofing around your doors, remodel your kitchen, remodel your bath, whatever it is that you need them to do. They can do it because they've been in business for over 35 years and they have seen it all. They do the jobs that the other guys just won't do. So give them a call or visit them online at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. That's the best way to reach out to New Bedford's Precision Window and Kitchen is at precisionwindowandkitchen.com. We'll be back after our final break of the hour. Um. right.